You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. My Redeemer, you are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. My Redeemer, you are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. My Redeemer, you are worthy to be praised. Father Almighty God, you are worthy to be praised. Ancient of days, we worship you. Unchangeable changer, we bow before you. Please accept our worship in Jesus' name. Father, we are praying that again, the power that is in your word will go forth throughout the whole world and bring healings to the whole world even as we pray in Jesus' name. Father, in your great mercy, put an end to this scourge. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Well, let someone shout hallelujah. hallelujah. We are continuing with our series from lockdown to leaping up. Our text is Acts of the Apostles, chapter 3, from verse 1 to 8. Acts 3, from verse 1 to 8. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter says, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked, and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. This is a continuation of our series on From Lockdown to Leaping Up. And the particular section that is of interest to us here is where Peter, in verse 4, fastening his eyes upon this beggar man with John, said, look on us. The following verse said, he gave heed unto them. 
Look on us means look up man. Apparently the man was so busy with begging arms, he probably was concentrating more on the container into which they drop the money that they will give him. He had settled into that uh, routine. But now, Peter said, it's time to lift up your eyes. And I'm calling on every one of you who are my children, the time to lift up your eyes has come. Because when you look up, you will link up with the Almighty God. When you look up, you link up with the Almighty God. Why? Because in John chapter 12, verse 32, John 12, verse 32, Jesus Christ said, And I, if I be lifted up, withdraw all men unto myself. You look up to Jesus Christ, who, according to Ephesians chapter 1, from verse 18 to 23, Ephesians 1, 18 to 23, who is seated far above principalities and powers, you lift up your eyes to him, he will draw you high. Why? Because he's the promoter. Psalm 75, verses 6 and 7, Psalm 75, verses 6 and 7 says, Promotion comes not from the east, not from the west, not from the south, but God is a promoter. Lift up your eyes to the promoter. Lift up your eyes to the one who can promote you without limits. First Samuel chapter 2 verse 8. First Samuel chapter 2 verse 8 tells us that he can pick up a beggar from the dunghill and lift him up until he's sitting with princes. Lift up your eyes. You don't have to die where you are. There's someone who can promote you until you begin to die with princes. And you know what? When he lifts you up, he can make sure that your promotion will be permanent. Because in Deuteronomy 28 verse 13, Deuteronomy 28 verse 13, he says, you will be above only and not beneath. It is within the power of the Most High God to promote you permanently. If it is man promoting you, the man who promoted you can bring you down. If it is God that promotes you because his arms are everlasting arms, he can keep on promoting you forever. Why must you look up? Because the Bible says clearly, help comes from above. Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2. Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and the earth. Help is coming from above. In Psalm 123, from verses 1 and 2. Psalm 123, verses 1 and 2. Oh, David said... I will lift up my eyes unto you who dwell in the heavens. 
until you send mercy to me. Look up, help is coming from above. Look up, mercy is coming from above. And you know what? It is the mercy of God that preserved you even till now. Lamentation chapter 3, verses 22 and 23. Lamentation 3, 22 and 23. Tells us clearly it is of the mercies of the Lord that we are not consumed. I don't know if you have paid attention to the mercy of God. Particularly on the poorer nations. You see Nigeria as an example. In this terrible plague that is ravaging the world. I don't know if you have noticed that smaller nations, smaller in size, in the highly developed nations of the world, with all their medical resources, etc., etc., they are counting dead bodies by the thousands. Look, Nigeria, just for example, with about 200 million people in population, and uh, these highly developed nations are already saying that, oh, Africa is going to be swallowed up. Do you notice that by the grace of God, if we are counting the dead, we are only counting hundreds? Why? Because there are some people who are praying 24-7, crying to the Lord of hosts, asking for help. Because we have no other help <laughs> but thee. If we are to depend on medicine, if we are to depend on the highly intelligent people who are in charge of all these things, where shall we be now? But thank God for the mercy of God, the help of the helpless, the one who see answers prayers. No matter how likely some people may want to treat prayer, there is still a God in the heavens who answers prayers, who, because of one or two people somewhere who are crying to him, day and night, say, have mercy. Look up, because mercy comes from above. You know, it is that mercy that can help you reach great heights. Mark chapter 9, from verse 17 to 27. Mark 9, 17 to 27. If you read that story, particularly verse 23, he says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. You know what that means? You want to be the greatest in your career? If only you can believe. You want to be the number one person in the whole wide world, if you can believe. But the question is, hey, am I sure my faith will be able to cope? Well, if you read the same Mark 9 verse 24, Mark 9 24, the very fellow that Jesus said to, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. That man said, oh, Lord, I believe, but uh, help thou my unbelief. <laughs> I believe, but my, 
I believe can carry this body out of mercy. Even though the man says, my faith is small, the Lord still granted his request. You know, Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 4 to 6, Ephesians 2 from verse 4 to 6 tells us that he's rich in mercy. He is rich in mercy. And because he's rich in mercy, he raises us up together with Jesus Christ. Now, if you get linked up with him, you get linked up with the Lord Jesus Christ by looking up to him, then you become linked up with the one who is unlimited. Unlimited in power. Mark chapter 10, verse 27. Mark 10, verse 27 says, What is impossible with man is possible with God. You look at yourself, you look at your situations, you look at your track record and you say, <laughs> Greatness, uh, that's not likely. Uh, with man, that may be impossible. Not with God. He is so unlimited in power, he can even resurrect your dreams. Amen. The dreams that had died. Because there are some of you listening to me, you once had great dreams. But now you look at yourself. Maybe you look at your age. Maybe you look at all the relatives that you thought would help you, who have abandoned you, or maybe they are dead. If you read Ezekiel 37 from verse 1 to 10, Ezekiel 37 from verse 1 to 10, there is still a God who can make dead bones live again. <laughs> you don't believe me? Ask Moses. By the time the Almighty God linked up with him again, he had considered himself a failure forever. At the age of 80, the Almighty God said, I know your dream. You once had the dream that you would deliver your nation. Now, look up and link up with me. And he said to him, I will be with you. When you link up with him, you link up with someone who is unlimited in generosity. The Bible says in Psalm 78 verse 41, Psalm 78 verse 1. Psalm 78 verse 41. It's a, it's a dangerous thing to limit the Holy One of Israel. Don't limit him. Dream big, my beloved children. Dream big. Don't limit him. In 2 Kings chapter 4 from verse 1 to 7. 2 Kings chapter 4 from verse 1 to 7. When that woman, that widow, came to the man of God and said, The creditors have come to take my children into bondage because I couldn't pay my debt. The man of God said to her, What do you have in the house? He said, Nothing. Just one little bottle of oil. And that's enough to start with. Go. Borrow empty vessels. Borrow not a few. Probably looking at yourself now and say, there's no way I can ever become great again. Who told you? 
Don't limit the only one of Israel. Some of you are probably heavily in debt. And you say, oh, if only I can be debt free. Maybe I can begin to dream again. My God is able to pay debt and give extra. Don't dream small. Dream big. I was invited not too long ago to come and speak to uh, some great men and women of God from all over the world on dreaming. I don't know how they picked me out. Maybe because they know that I'm a dreamer. And I told them, how do you know your dream is from God? You will know it is from God when you tell your friends and they all begin to laugh at you. When they think you are crazy. Something must be wrong with you. Then you know this must be a dream from God. I know how they laughed at me when I told those who are close to me that the Almighty God has told me when I was living in one room in Moshe that he was going to build me a city. They laughed. I want to decree to those of you who are my children that kind of dream that will make the world laugh so that when finally God has done it, you will be able to say to them, he who laughs last, laughs best. May God give you that dream today in Jesus' name. Amen. Dream big. Consider somebody like David. He was a shepherd boy that nobody ever thought would be king. Not even his father. Not only did he become king, when you read First Chronicles chapter 22, verse 14, First Chronicles 22, verse 14, he single-handedly made provision for the greatest temple ever built. He said, I have provided of my own resources a hundred thousand talents of gold and a million talents of silver. <laughs> That is not bad for somebody who used to be a shepherd boy. I told you that the Almighty God told me that my children will not have arrived when we begin to build an auditorium the size of Ibadan. What I have not told you is that one of you listening to me right now will be the one who will come to me and say, Daddy, please don't ask for an offering. I will build it single-handedly. If you tell your friends that that's what you are going to do, what do you think they will do? They will laugh at you. But that's be the evidence that the dream is from God. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Ephesians 3 verse 20 says he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. You know what that means? No matter how big what you are thinking of becoming is, it is still too small in the hand of God. Think bigger. You can never ask him for too much. 
It's impossible. There's no prayer that you can pray that God will consider too hard. It may be hard for man. I mean, you, you, you know Second Kings chapter 2 from verse 9 to 15. 2 Kings 2, 9 to 15. Elijah said to Elisha, what do you want? Elijah said, you are the one who asked me. I want a double portion of your spirit. The man of God said, ha ha, you ask a hard thing. And I don't blame Elijah. A single portion of his spirit was caught calling fire down from heaven at will. Now, many of you listening to me now who will be satisfied if you have the power to call down fire from heaven anytime you want, but that is truly true. God can do much more than that, much more than that. One of my sons came to me and he was excited telling me about some miracles that the Almighty God had been doing. I said, well done, my son. But uh, that's still so small. Have you considered Joshua? He told his son to stand still. He obeyed him. Have you reached that stage yet? I'm close. Linking up with him when you lift up your eyes automatically means taking his yokes upon you. Matthew 11, from verse 28 to 30. Matthew 11, 28 to 30. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy lady, I will give you rest, but you have to take my yoke upon you. You have to link up with me. You want to be as great as great can be, you must come under a new management. The management of the Almighty God. So my beloved children, as you begin your journey upward, remember, you're no longer your own. You must obey your senior partner. You must surrender your dreams to him because he's the only one who can bring them to pass. You must hand over everything to him and let him prove himself to be more than sufficient. As for those of you who are not yet born again, <laughs> he's willing to save your soul provided you are willing to come under his management. He will not just be your savior. He must be your Lord also. So those of you who are willing that he will take over and run your life from now on, knowing that he can only take you higher and higher day by day, will you bow down your heads and surrender your life to him and cry unto him and say, Lord, take over absolutely and I will serve you for the rest of my life. Let's begin to pray. And those of us who are already linked up to the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who can answer prayers by fire, 
please pray for those who are surrendering their life to him now. Ask that he will pick them up to receive them into the family of God. Wipe away all their sins. And give them a new beginning. So that their lives also will become meaningful. Thank you, Father. My Father and my God, I want to say thank you. I want to give you all glory. I want to give you all honor. I want to give you all adoration for everything that you've already done for us in the past. I thank you for your word. And I'm thanking you for all those who are surrendering their life to you today. Father, please receive them. Have mercy on them. Save their souls. I'm praying, Lord God Almighty, that your blood will wash away their sins and you will receive them into the family of God. And as they have decided to take your yoke upon them, please begin to draw them upward. And Father, all your children who will be looking up to you today, linking up with you, like never before, draw each and every one of us upward. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, those of us who are giving our life to Jesus Christ, please don't forget to get in contact with me one way or the other so I can continue to pray for you and the rest of us. Make sure you spend quality time crying to the Almighty God to lift you up to bring you to heights that you never even dream possible you can ever reach. God bless you all. Praise the Lord! I believe this message has really blessed your life. And if you have just given your life or rededicated your life to Jesus Christ, please send an SMS or a WhatsApp message titled Saved to any of these phone numbers. Plus 234-706- 497-9797 or plus 234-810-383-0237 or plus 234-803-722-1550 or plus 234-805-504-1394 Also, you can send an email to altercall at rccg.org. Thank you, and God bless you.